Hello, hello, and welcome back to Under Further Review. We're so excited to have you guys on today's podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We've got something a little bit different for you. For this Wednesday, we're providing you with the definitive guide to binge-watching TV. That's right. We're providing you with all of the best TV shows to start uh, to watch this summer. We're starting off here with the comedies. We recorded it all in one and then decided to break it up into a into different podcasts because we went real long. But if you're looking for those comedies that you need to watch, you're like, man, I need a new TV show. I don't know what I want to watch. We've got it here for you today. We hit on all types of comedies. It's really, really good stuff. Brought our friend Nick Carananti into the booth to talk. Uh, fantastic, fantastic stuff. So make sure to listen. Uh, as well, if you aren't already, make sure you, you are subscribed to the podcast because we want you want to know when we go live. You want to know when we put up new stuff. Uh, it's been a, a blast recording these podcasts and putting out content for you guys. So uh, we want to keep doing it. We want to keep grinding. And if you guys enjoy it, well, we want to make sure that you're listening to it. So uh, make sure you are tuned in, dialed in, locked in, because we got a fire podcast for you right now. But first, let's play that music. We are back. That's right. So excited to bring this podcast for you this Wednesday. As always, I'm your host, Nathan Carroll. It's been a pleasure doing the, the UFR host thing for you. And with us today, not our regular co-hosts, we have our filling-in co-host, our recurring guest, our good friend, Nick Carinanti. How you doing, Nick? Good. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course, man. It's uh, With Tyler been out of town recently, we've been had you filling in as our co-host. And uh, you know the podcast life, and you definitely know TV as well as anyone I know. Like, if there's a show that I want to watch, you're my go-to guy to talk to about it, to deep dive, to break down into it. I appreciate that. I was pretty excited when you told me that's what we were going to be talking about today. I have, I have a, quite a few thoughts on, on television at large. Yeah, and we've got, we've got a lot of uh, good TV to talk about today. So let's just start here. The basis for this podcast is we want to provide you guys with essentially a podcast that you can go back to and listen to whenever you're looking for a new TV show to watch, right? I think most of us, we all have that TV show that we're kind of sporadically watching within our schedule, right? You know, hour here, couple hours here, every night, once a week, however often it is, I feel like we're all kind of working on a TV show. We all have got that one thing that we fall back on. And I know so many of us, we kind of just fall back onto the one same show over and over again. Admittedly, I've seen the, every episode of The Office probably eight or nine times. Like, I've watched through that entire series so many times. But it was once I got out of that office grind which, love The Office. It's still incredible. We'll talk about The Office later, but still incredible. But once I started to get into other shows, it was so enjoyable. It was so much better. You're getting new stuff, new content, and we love it. So we wanted to provide some for you guys to do that here. Let's start here, though, Nick. Before we get into the actual shows, what is the baseline for a, a good TV show to you? What makes something bingeable, right? Because there's, there's a lot of TV shows out there. SpongeBob is a good TV show. We aren't going to be talking about SpongeBob on this list. It doesn't have the bingeability that other shows do. Which, by the way, I'm going to trademark that word bingeability because that's a fantastic term. That's in my a good opinion. one. Yeah. <laughs> so, in your opinion, what makes a show bingeable? What makes a show bingeable? Which, first and foremost, it's got to be enjoyable. Right? It's, got, it's got to be a show it's that be you, good. you. It's got to be good. You you want to live in that world for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour per episode, right? You yep. want to. You want to go back and it's got to be a show that that you want to, you know, when Netflix asks you if you want to continue watching, that's a quick yes, right? Yeah. There, there's, I don't know what the intangible quality is that makes it that way, 
but the, I think there's a variety, right? Because sometimes that's a cliffhanger. That's just, you, you want to know what happens next. In a show like Stranger Things that has mystery and intrigue, yep. you just you want to you want to figure it out. You want to solve the solve the mystery. Right. You're along for the ride as they try to and discover. And other shows, you just you want to hang out with these characters, and yeah. you just you love whatever one character it is, or a show like Seinfeld where nothing happens, admittedly. And it's just and how great the characters it's, are. Yeah, you're just yeah. hanging out You're hanging out with those characters and you want to stay with them. Or I know you're a big plot guy, right? Yep. And, and sometimes it's just that plot, like it's it's a good book, you just don't want to put it down. And you, you just, that plot... You just plot become just, part of the story, right? It, right? it brings yeah. you in, it sucks you in. And I think there's a lot of variations of it. And when you're talking about that bingeability factor, it... It can take a lot of different notions because sometimes it's a show that you just want on and you want it in the background and you want to watch it and laugh while you're doing homework or whatever. And sometimes it's a show that you need to be, you know, focused on entirely. Right. And and that doesn't make one of those shows better than the other. It just, it's just there's different context to the, exactly. to the way you are watching television. And so when we get into this, we're going to break down all that for you. We're going to list off the shows. We're going to kind of go into basic synopsis of what the show's about, see if it's something you might be interested in, kind of give you some context of what kind of show it is, like what you might like if you enjoy it. For example, when we talk about The Office, it's a very, it's a comedy. It's not necessarily slapstick, a lot of sarcastic humor. Uh, so on and so forth. And then we'll talk about where you can actually watch it, right? Yeah. Some of these shows will be HBO only. Some are probably Hulu only. Some are probably like Netflix available. Maybe some of them are. you got to go out and buy the box set. I don't think I have any on my list that are like that, but hey, you never know. Um, and the other thing too is we're going to keep it into genres for you guys, right? So if you're someone who you just, you're a comedy person, you, riot, you vibe on comedy, we're going to have just all the comedies together right there. We'll try to include some uh, some timestamps in the description so that if you just you only vibe for like horror shows, then we have that section in there. I don't know. Do you have any horror shows that you have as bingeable? I, I think I had like one on my list. Yeah, so, I have one. So I mean, if you're a horror fan, like it's a short section for you. But uh, let's start it off. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with comedies? I feel like comedies yeah, is a good go place with to comedy. start. I, I like the idea of starting with comedy. Uh, let's start here. All right, we've talked about The Office enough already. Let's start there. This, to me, is my all-time bingeable show. I've watched through The Office, like I said, eight or nine times. If you haven't seen The Office, it's available on Netflix, at least for the time being. I think at some point they're taking it and moving it to a different platform. Yeah, but net, uh, NBC Universal is creating right. their own Yeah, but as platform. of right now, as of right now, you're cool. You can watch it on Netflix still. What makes The Office great? It's very sarcastic humor. There's a lot yeah, of smart, smart humor. Smart humor. Um, it's not going to be your friends type show where everything is kind of out there for you. The characters are fantastic. I mean, it is so easy to fall in love with Jim and Pam and yeah, Dwight. Yeah, that's that's really the strength. Not only of yep. the of the you know the main characters there, your Jim, your Pam, your Michael, your Dwight, but it really has a very strong supporting cast and you'll get some incredible moments from creed yes. and stanley ryan and has some sure there's some awesome really good moments, stuff yep. and because it, it is a very long run it gives various characters time to shine with different storylines or plots also one of the things that to me makes makes sitcoms easier to watch than dramas and you know in that term of binge binge bingeability bingeability yeah is for the most part, and The Office does obviously have overarching storylines, 
but you can watch an individual episode and that's it, right? Yeah. You get one... It's you, not a plot-driven show. Right. You can watch one 20-minute episode and you can laugh at, you know, whatever Jim's trying to do to Dwight in that episode and you can really, really enjoy that. Yeah. And then you can move on. And I, and I, would, I would say this. The two highlights that separate The Office from other comedies. One, I would say that it's more than a comedy in a lot of ways. There's a lot of sure, episodes that sure. they legitimately make you sad. They make you feel for the characters. You know, some episodes, the Niagara episode comes to mind. That you just you feel like loved. You're filled up on it. The finale is one of the best finales in, well, in I, sitcom. I, history, I think in my that goes with what we're saying with the characters, the strength of the characters. Yes, absolutely. Because you do feel a relationship to to Jim and Pam's relationship. Yep. And or I, in my case, Jim and Karen, because Karen's better. But hey, I I don't disagree. Uh, and then the second point where the office really separates itself is just its moments, right? There's yeah. a lot of there's yeah. a lot of TV shows that are funny. Um, like Community comes to mind of where you get episodes, right? But the office will have three four minute segments that are like this is the best four minutes of television I've seen in months. Like this is the funniest four minutes I've seen. And so a lot of times when you're watching episodes, it might not be 22 minutes of greatness, but they'll pace it well so that when you get to those three, four minutes of fantastic television, it's absolutely hilarious. But let's move on from The Office because I'm, I'm sure most people listening to this have seen The Office. We just wanted to put that in there. Sure, I mean, of it's, course. It's the office and I, so I believe there, there are two types of people, especially in our age, you know, white people for specifics you either put on friends in the background or you put on the office right so many people i know those are the shows they rewatch those yep. are the shows you throw on while you're cooking or cleaning or whatever around the around the house you just want something on in the background they're both on netflix for I, the time being right for the time yeah. being neither of us care for friends but i think that does have a place as a mindless show yeah so i since you talked about friends i'm going to i'm going to throw in now Friends Plus, as I like to call it. Also known as How I Met Your Mother. I love How I Met Your Mother's bingeability. Some people aren't super high on it, but here's how I would describe How I Met Your Mother. It is friends, except instead of a coffee bar, it's an actual bar, which is alcohol. It makes everything funnier. And they get rid of Phoebe as a character because Phoebe's the worst and we just don't need her. But other than that, it's very similar setup. You've got five friends living in New York. They have a bunch of shenanigans that they go through. Uh, How I Met Your Mother, it's another comedy, 20-minute episodes. I believe it's still on Netflix. I don't think they've taken it off. Uh, Netflix is just purging all of their shows, so you never know at this point. But as of right now, it's still on there. Uh, the great thing with How I Met Your Mother is kind of opposite of The Office. Instead of having moments within episodes, you have episodes. they have high, high episodes. And, and to me, I'm going to talk about the, negatives, the negative aspect of How I Met Your Mother's bingeability in a minute, but right now... Yeah, the individual episodes, like if, if I want something and I'm just sitting there and I have 20 minutes to kill and I want to laugh, I'm going to go put on Slapsgiving. 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 Slap bet is yeah. one of the these, best episodes These of are television. some of the, yeah. I think, some of the funniest episodes of, of television of all time. Yep, and 100% agree. You have episodes that are just every moment. It's just hit you, hit you, hit you. Yeah. And it's di you know three different storylines and they're all funny and you have something really, you know, you have a really good B-plot with Marshall or whatever it is that's just so, so funny. And to me, that's a show where I can, I love the the playbook episode. Or, oh, right, the playbook, perfect, 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 perfect week. week is fantastic. Yeah, there's, yep. there's really, really, really strong individual episodes that I know I can throw on those episodes and laugh. Absolutely, at any time. So here's my suggestion with How I Met Your Mother. Right, this is how I've done it. Go, go binge watch it all once. The downside of How I Met Your Mother, which I know you were going to get into, yeah. there's a lot of very 
slow segments if you're trying to binge it, right? You'll well, have that, three, that four, one, yeah. You'll have three, four episodes yeah. that just aren't that great. They just don't hit home very well. Um, it's a lot of high highs, a lot of low lows, and it makes it not super bingeable. The late seasons aren't and, and great. That's, that's my thing is I I have you know pretty passionate hatred, visceral hatred for for not only the finale at large, which is is one of the most hated on finales of all time, yep. but the final season just kills me. Yeah, I, I, it's not. Great. I really hate the final season. There's a couple of moments, and but individual moments that, that those are all taken away from me. By the finale. By the finale. Yep, hundred percent agree. If I were to go back and rewatch it, and I do again, I kind of pick and choose what I rewatch from from How I Met Your Mother. Going back and watching it, knowing how it ends, makes it harder to watch now. On I would re-watch. agree. I would agree. So I think there's eight seasons of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. So I would, I would say if you haven't seen it before, watching it's, the first it's, seven it's seasons, it's absolutely worth. I would say just even look, finish it, but finish it. It's it's worth it's worth the bad final season because the highs are so high. Yes. So watch it through all the way, and then from there, it's a show that, even more so than The Office, uh, The Office has some great moments. I love The Office. That'll always be my go-to comedy. I think that How I Met Your Mother has better episodes, like the best episodes of the How I Met Your Mother. Like If you told me you have one minute, you have 20 minutes to make somebody laugh through a sitcom, I'm going to throw on an episode of How I Met Your Mother, because it's just it's good, fantastic humor. I'll throw that on there. Nick, do you have any comedies right now that that you're like this is on my list? I've got more, but I, I want to give want to have you give some input here. Yeah, um, we we can talk about community together in a second because I know that's something we both feel very strongly about. To me, if we're gonna talk about the office type or an office replacement, that leaves the the very clear cut comparison is Parks, Parks and Recreation. And Rec. yep. um, to me, and we've had this conversation. I like Parks and Rec a, a little a little more because I just I just think it's a little more consistent throughout its run. But very, very similar, same creators um, and certain writers, really, really similar style of humor of just this, this is going to be nine people that all have, you know, varying a, personalities. Yeah, and, office job, like look at this right. mundane job and how they make it. And, right, very know, different crazy. characters, but again, very outlandish, you know, over the top characters. And to me, it, it is probably the best supporting cast in, in sitcom history and while I love the Stanleys and Creeds of of The Office, you're really you got some heavy hitters in the back of the lineup there. Ron from, Swanson like, from, is the obvious one, right? Yeah. But even you know you got Ron and Leslie, but then even like Chris Pratt as as Andy, who at times is the eighth most important character on the show, who's just incredibly funny and obviously a, you know becomes this absolute movie star, right? And Aubrey Plaza the same thing as April Ludgate. You have really really heavy hitters there that are, you know taking high percentage shots. Yeah. They're, 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 it's it's like the Raptors, man. They've got their star or two. Right. And then after that, they're just the team contributors who are going to do well. Right. Uh, where can we... You can watch Parks and Rec, Netflix and Hulu? Netflix. Netflix, not on Hulu. I, I do not believe it's on Hulu right now. Do not believe it's on Hulu right now. Okay. So that's something you can watch on Netflix. Again, 20-minute episodes. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's another show where... Uh, very office Very office And everything we said about how the, the structure works is very similar and it does have really emotional moments. I the the wedding in in Parks and Recreation, one of my all time favorite sitcom episodes. Better but or worse than the wedding in The Office. Pretty comparable to if you're talking okay. Niagara. Yeah. Um, there are some things I like more about it. Some things I like less. It has very emotional journeys. It has characters that you feel like you love, and their stories matter to you. Also, you could throw it on and watch one episode and laugh a lot at treat yourself and then move on and not worry about what's going to happen next. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on. You alluded to community. Yep. Let's throw it out there. Yeah. Uh, community might be my favorite comedy of all time. Like, it's that in the office for sure, and I don't think I could pick one. Season three of Community is probably my favorite season of a sitcom I've ever seen. It is fantastic. Every single episode, you're hitting home, you're hitting hard. Community is definitely a cult show. Yep. It is a show that you're either going to get through the first 10 episodes and you're going to be in love with it or you're going to hate it. Uh, very, very smart humor. Mm. A lot of... Brilliant. Not only just smart humor, but just brilliant, truly brilliant storytelling. Yes, of, absolutely. Of the creativity, the the unique nature of the of the plots, of the characters. A lot of these shows we could talk about, I mean, The Office, Parks and Rec, they're both very, very smart. They both have very good characters, but they're not near what Community does. Cause but it's not com- nearly as creative, co- Community right? just goes for it in a way that very, very few shows ever have the have the testicular fortitude to do so. Yeah, and, and if... They so, hit on uh, such a high percentage of those early... Season two and three, man, they just hit on all and, of those, man. And all let's, of let's them. just say this right now, the lows are really low. Season and we four, know, five, six. We're we're not blind to say when Stan Harmon leaves, it's not good. It's it, it loses everything that made it great. But the highs of that show, those first three seasons, are so high, so good. And I do want to I do want to kind of give a definition for smart humor because someone sitting at home might be like, well, what do you mean when you say smart humor, right? For me, you think of slapstick humor. You think of like The Simpsons, right? Oh, it's funny because he got hit in the nuts. It's funny because he said this, right? The Office is funny because it's a lot of it's smarter in the sense of it's a lot of you know sarcastic humor. It's a lot of subtle little, references, little deeper, little bit thing, deeper things that you you may not realize on the surface, and then you're like, oh, I get it. Right. Right. The uh, community is so good in the sense a lot of it. There's a lot of ironic humor. There's a lot of references. Well, it's in that it's, show. it's very referential. It's very yes. meta. It very uses, meta. It uses the character of Abed as. Not only the audience, you know, stand in, but he at times is so meta he's referring to what it would be like as if it were a television show, and it is, right? Right. It brings that sort of, you know, almost breaking the fourth wall, almost like... But it's like, it's it's not even breaking the fourth wall. It is, we are outside of the sure, house right, right. looking at the wall right. and, with the references. And that's really, it. again, just the the... I can't use any word other than just brilliant about how that yes. show is created because there's so many ways in which you could try to bring in that sort of meta humor and it just doesn't work. Yep, absolutely. And again, for so long it works with such a such a high success rate and they do these big high concept episodes and Yes, and that's you know, where I ultimately a, wanted to get episode, into. Episode and to me we're talking about the highs of of how I met your mother. There's no show that I want to throw on one episode more of than community. Yes, and for I, me personally, just, it's community. I to me as well because I just well maybe Seinfeld. We'll talk about Seinfeld in a minute. Um, yeah, but I just I want to watch the Chicken Fingers episode because we're talking about Goodfellas. Yep, right. Or Ch- the Chicken Finger episode. Oh, I, the, last night we were watching Remedial Chaos Theory, which is oh, yeah. the greatest bottle episode of TV history. Uh, well, there there's twelve different episodes of of Community that you could consider the greatest bottle episodes of all time because. So much of what it does is that, you know, air quotes bottle episode where it doesn't make sense within the grand scheme and it's just an individually functioning. If you look at the the paintball episodes and fantastic, they just go for it in a way that other shows don't. Yes. And then they're back to the 
their standard, which is already fairly abnormal as is. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. The reason when I was talking about how I met your mother is a show to so, show somebody else is because I have showed people community and there's a lot of people who just said it's weird and I don't get it. Sure, which is fine. It's not for everyone, but if you're someone who you you love that meta humor, you understand a lot of pop culture references because you're going to get a lot of them with Abed. Mm -hmm. If you understand irony in the idea of framing characters to portray particular things in a humorous mm -hmm. manner, like and and right exactly what you're saying because they they're so aware in the writing of the show and even at times the characters again Abed specifically they know what the tropes are that right. you would expect to see in a sitcom in a Friends type show which is a fairly cliched version of a sitcom. Yep. and They make references they, to Friends in, in Cougar sure, Town in particular. Right, absolutely. <laughs> and they turn these things on their head, and they turn them sideways, and they present them to you in a completely different way that you are not expecting. Yep. Yeah. And so here's the big thing. Uh, community episodes, 20 minutes long, 22 minutes long, pretty standard there. Uh, the characters are fantastic. You fall in love with Troy and Abed, like, they, Join Abed in the morning. The characters are so... What I love about them is that you know what you're getting with them, right? I feel like a lot of times in sitcoms, I have the issue of, well, why would they do that? That's so stupid. You don't get that in community because the characters act as they should. But here's the big thing with community. Not on Netflix. Hulu only. You got to be on the Hulu grind to, to get access to community. So if you don't know someone who has Hulu, hit them up. Get that community because it's fantastic. I would definitely say if, you, if you're into comedies, you're looking for a new comedy... Give it the first six, eight episodes, and if by then you aren't in on the humor of the show, it might just not be for you. And it's a show that if it's not for you, it's not for you, and that's fine. You don't have to feel bad about it because it is very cult-following, very cult-following. Uh, in that light, the creator of Community, Dan Harmon, has another show that he's created that's still on air that I do want to talk about, Rick and Morty. It has a very bad taste in a lot of people's mouth because the fan base is toxic and obnoxious and a lot of times like when i tell someone i like the show rick and morty i feel bad saying that because they assume i'm like some some booger eating basement like pizza pocket eating loser because i feel like that's the the fan base has given themselves this identity but it really is good humor dan Harmon is incredible he's one of the the brightest comedy sitcom minds of our time uh Rick and Morty, not a sitcom, not real character actors. It is an animated comedy, but it's very, it's the smartest animated comedy I've ever seen. It's very much like community in that sense of it's very meta. It's very smart, very aware of itself. And so if you're someone who likes Rick and Morty, go check out community. If you're someone who likes community, go check out Rick and Morty. You can watch Rick and Morty on Hulu, and I believe you can see it on Cartoon Network's 20 Minutes Well. Uh, Twenty-minute episodes as well, but I felt like we should package yeah. those in together. No, that, they're both very good TV shows. And I wanted to sticking with Hulu specifically. I want to talk briefly about Seinfeld. Yep, it is yep. recent, recently like a year, two years ago, added to Hulu. Only on Hulu, only way to watch it. Um, to me, the clear-cut greatest sitcom of all time. Um, and if you don't agree on humor, that's fine. To me, the most impactful sitcom of all time because shows yeah, all every show we have named so far does not exist without Seinfeld existing yep. and if you look at if you talk to any if you listen to any of the creators of any of these shows um the Mike Schur who created had his hands in you know the office and Parks and Rec and a lot of these shows that I love like 
Seinfeld is a huge influence on him. This is a show about nothing, and you know, as the tagline, and it's a show where you have these terrible characters, and it kind of, to me, it laid the groundwork for an unlikable character on a sitcom. Yep, hundred percent. Michael Scott, Dwight Schrute. I mean, all of these characters just are incredibly over the top flawed. Yes, and you love them as because they're incredible characters. Right, but also. Like, Seinfeld started that. But, right, yeah, they're terrible people, and you would hate them in real life, but they're just incredibly gripping television characters. And to me, George Costanza is the epitome of that. Yes. And Seinfeld, in, in general, you know, was very aware that that's what they were doing in the finale, which most people, some people hate. I, I love, and, you know, there's a segment of the fan base that love it, is all about the fact that these are terrible people, and it knows that. And to me, that that changed the world of sitcom in which we know it. Absolutely. And let, let's say this with, with Seinfeld. You, you get fantastic moments, for sure. Like, people still reference the soup Nazi. I think sure. most people don't even realize it's a Seinfeld reference, well, but that, they still reference it. To me, it is the most... It created, it created real things in our vocabulary in which people will reference things from Seinfeld and not know it, like you're talking about. There, it changed you know, the way we talk about things. It changed. There are are things that Seinfeld touches on that a cable sitcom before it never would have. I mean, there's an entire episode about masturbation, and the the concept of friends with benefits is you know a, a heavy thing at times in that show. Which these are not things that, while now they're fairly you know commonplace in, in comedy, they would not have been in 1993. Yeah, absolutely. And it it we it went for it and not everything works and you know some people are going to think very very little of it works yeah and i i do want to bring this disclaimer with seinfeld you can't be offended if you're offended sure. by what goes right. on like right 100% so much of the show is these are bad people yep. and we know they're the bad guys but that's what makes it funny but i've seen people there's been a lot of kind of outrage twitter on Seinfeld of, wow, look at these. Like, how did people watch and enjoy this show? This is so offensive. And, and, and that's the point. And to me, when you're watching these, especially these comedies, you just have to be in for the the journey, right? I've, there was some stuff with The Office that happened with that recently where people were were showing clips from the Gay Witch Hunt episode yeah, and saying, like, how could people... But the point of it is Michael's... Dumb it's and humor. Off- offensive, right? right. It, the whole and, point and, is wow. And Seinfeld again. Seinfeld really brought that to the forefront. Yeah. Um. And to me, it's it's the greatest show of all time. Um. And the people that like Seinfeld really, really like Seinfeld. It's yep. it's not humor for everybody, but at the very least, I think it's it's worth watching if you appreciate those other shows we talked about. Because if you're a big influence. time comedy person, you yeah. definitely have to um, watch Seinfeld. The other show I want to talk about in that vein, and I'm not going to go long on it, but it's Cheers. Yep. Which is a show okay. that, you know, it's doesn't it's not gonna get talked about or watched by people in our generation as much as something like Friends is. But it's another one of these shows that changed the nature of of sitcoms and was the first of that multicam workplace comedy, um, guy girl, like that was not what sitcoms were before the eighties. Right. And then Cheers happened. Was one of the most successful runs in television history. Ted Danson was like the highest paid actor at some point. Yeah, and it changed, and it, that allows Friends to be created, and that allows How I Met Your Mother to be created, and it just changed. It was kind the, of the OG. And for the, again, for the if if you appreciate 
that kind of television. I mean, Cheers is a much better version of yeah. that to o- me. Old TV here. We're talking yeah, se- 80, 70s? 80s, 80s. 80s? Okay. Yeah, um, mid to late 80s for the most of the run. Um, Frasier, the show that span, spun off of it. Um, another very smart show. Um, but really, we're, that's a show that I like throwing on in the background. I don't put The Office or the Friends on typically, but having Cheers on in the background is something that I really enjoy. Really, you know, an, a, one of the shows that really does the strongest of our supporting characters are who they are. Yeah. And Norm is going to get you a good good Norm joke, and Cliff is going to tell you a stupid fact. And it's it's very important in its impact on comedies. Right. But still rewatchable in a way that not all old shows are going to hold up, but Cheers does really hold up because it's people drinking at a bar talking and relationships. Yep. It, and it's very, yeah, it's it's very just real, relatable. It holds up well yep. over time. It's not something, there's a lot of those old comedies that just over time, they, they lose their luster, they aren't relevant anymore. And that's a show that it just, it, it, it holds up. It really does stick. Uh, what are some other comedies that you... Oh, by the way, uh, where can we watch Cheers? Cheers is on Netflix. Cheers is on Netflix. Yep. Okay. So uh, if, you're, if you're on the Netflix... And again, ab- you absolutely Cheers. worth watching if you just need a show that you just want to be able to throw on mindlessly, laugh, and, and get into the relationships a little yep. bit. Really, really good. So let's move here. Let's go into some more niche comedies. I feel like we hit all the big comedies yep. that people need to watch. Uh, um, I do want to talk about one more when we're talking about... To me, we've basically named all of the... The top tier, you know, the ones everyone knows. The yep. histor- and I want to put Arrested Development in that. Well, okay, and that's where I was going to go. And yep. that's a little cultier. Um, yes. it's had a weird run just because of the Netflix the pickup getting canceled, and, the Netflix yeah. pickup, and then the new season on Netflix, which is much better than the first season on Netflix. Oh, it was. I'll have yeah. to go back and watch um, that. Yeah, it's weird. It's very, it's very weird. It's very it's, particular humor. It's, it's very particular. I, it's one of my favorite shows of all time, and there's still stuff that doesn't work for me. Yes. Um. Unbelievable cast. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. Like you'll watch it and you'll be like, they got them. And, not not, and not him only and like Sarah. the main the main cast, right? You it's Michael Sarah before he was Michael Sarah. Yeah. And you know, Jeffrey Tambor in the background. And but then also Ben Stiller will come in for a couple episode run. Yes. And and Julie Louis Dreyfus will come in for a couple episode. She's in a you know, couple episodes and as a yeah, as the the blind lawyer, Yeah, Maggie Lizer. Um, fantastic. Yeah, and you so have good. these because it's it's a cast and creators of really funny people that happen to be friends with other really funny people. Right. So they have people come in for an episode and then that's it. They're gone. Yeah. And you're just like, why was that really famous funny person there for an episode? And it's just, yeah. But, and, and it's a show that, again, it's a weird sort of combination of smart and dumb humor. Yes. Because it's, it's, it's very dumb. And it's it's slapstick at times, and it's it's it balances being slapstick and extremely sarcastic and extremely right, self aware in, in a very smart again very meta referential way, and you can get things like Tobias saying "I just blew myself" and yeah. in a way that really really works. And T- Tobias and his jean sword, yeah, shorts is I mean, iconic. The never new. It's and to me, it's, and it's not. I'm not going to say it's, it's Seinfeld in that way, but there's a lot of but things it that is. There's if, a lot of if, Seinfeld in it. Yeah. There's a lot of Seinfeld in it, and there's a lot of things that if somebody watches from watches Arrested Development, you can reference a lot of things from yes. it. Yes, and that very the, reference that the, yeah. the ideas of you know I I quote Job Bluth saying you know I made a huge mistake all the time. All That's the one, time, one yeah. of my favorite I things. It's, it's it's very a yeah, huge it, and it's things that just. <laughs> 
really work. Um, I mean, even I love maybe. Yeah, and she's just marry me, right? <laughs> like these these stupid things that you know, if you know, you know. And yeah, and Arrested Development does a such a good job. Oh, and I'd say I'd say it's probably one of the definitive strengths of the show. Absolutely, is the through line of being able to refer to things that happened and the running jokes and yes, you know, the her? running jokes there are incredible. Like, like Anne, her who. Her, 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 right? Yeah. Like, they just bring that back at any time, and it works. Always. Because it's a show that, again, at its core knows what it is, and it's another one of these shows that is, you know, fairly spoofish on yes. the idea of rich family dramas and, you know, things like Lucille, and, you know, they're these trope characters that they're doing in different ways, and... It's it's very, very, very self-aware and very funny because it knows what it is and things like there's always money in the banana stand. Always money and in the banana stand. These things that you are so ridiculous that they're just hilarious. Right. It it, it works very well. The one that, the thing with Arrested Development, unlike I think pretty much every single show we've named, is you can't just throw in an episode here or there. Yeah. You you definitely have to binge it. It is of the shows we've listed, maybe the the most bingeable, just in the sense of once you get going, you stay on the train because it refers back to itself and, so and, much. And maybe community in the same base, but it's community the, is similar. Um, but but community yeah. you can even throw on the com- PayPal com- episode right, for anyone. Yeah, because yeah. community has so many bottle episodes. To me, that's probably the biggest similarity. And there's also people that I think would probably not find Arrested Development funny. Yes, there's a lot. And it I is think that it's a show that niche. can very easily turn people off. And but it's one of those things. If you like these other shows, that it's so 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 good, f- so funny. And so on the train of Arrested Development, and it's a show that I think the humor is similar in that sense. A comedy that there's only two seasons. Oh, by the way, uh, Arrested Development, Netflix. twenty minute episodes, Netflix. And it, I think it's going to be on Netflix forever because yes. Netflix got the rights and did the new season. Yep. So. so first, if you watch it, it's the first four seasons on Netflix, I think, or first three. I think it's first four on Netflix. There, or, let me rephrase this. First four were built. Netflix picked up the fifth I, and then the sixth. I believe three, then four, five. Three, then four, five. Okay, season four is bad. Yeah, season four is... And the, the thing is, season, season four is bad. we don't need to get into all the specifics. But season three... But one, season, two, three. season four was a, a Netflix picking up the rights. It was a show that had a lot of stars, as we've alluded to. And all the people were really successful in that show. Yeah. And when season four came out, they were all really famous because it was ten years after the original run. Yeah, they were and just they couldn't they could not get them all in the you know on the studio at the same time. So each character has their own like plot line. It's weird. It's not. Yeah. It's not good. And b- that was because but they couldn't all film at the same time. One through three, and it sounds like season five they got better. Yes. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, but in a similar light, it, it, the show reminds me a little bit of Arrested Development, just in the sense that the humor is very. It's very, tr- it's kind of trope-based. It's very meta in that sense. Uh, Aziz Ansari's created it. Yeah, uh, I was waiting to talk about Master, Master of None. None. Yeah, there's only two seasons right now, but fantastic. I mean, this is a show that I don't know the last time I watched a sitcom that could do humor I, and make you feel. I, I, the way I it almost, makes you feel. I almost have a hard time referring to to Master of None as a sitcom. I don't know if I call it a dramedy. It is a comedy. It's, it's a, a funny comedy. show. It's, it's created comedy, by but by Alan Yang and Aziz Ansari, Alan, who they work together on Parks and Recreation. Yep. Aziz Ansari, obviously a very funny comedian in his own right. Um, and he's at his best in Master of None. It's, it's one of these shows that, yeah, it's not only is it 
deep and, and makes you feel, but also it's willing to go on a limb and do things like the black and white episode. Black and white episode. The Thanksgiving episode. The Thanksgiving episode or thing, Fantastic. Or um, the taxi episode where none of our main characters are shown. Yes. Oh, my. And so good. I And that's not for everybody. No. But I, I love that. And I love when shows are willing to take risks. And Master of a Nun is a show that is willing to. Yes. And it's willing absolutely. to show its main characters being wrong or it's willing to not show its main character for an entire episode. Yep. And it's willing to to touch on some real issues. Absolutely. And, and it's it's very artistic is very it, it's very an artistic, artistic comedy. And I think that's why we don't know how to describe it is cuz comedies for so long just they just had this idea of we have to be very sitcomy. We have to be a comedy comedy or we're going to be like a dramedy, right? Like a mm-hmm. very drama heavy show that has comedy sprinkled in, like a like a bones type show, right? But what what Master of None does so well, and Aziz Ansari is the creator, the main actor. I believe he's the the director or producer he, as well. He, he, he does he's everything. A, he's a producer. He directed the. I know he directed the black and white episode. Yeah. Um. He's directed. I think some of the the more high concept episodes. Uh, Lena Waithe, who plays his friend, who's now blowing up in her own right. Yes. Um. She is also. She also directs certain episodes. Um, it's a show that if you hear Aziz talk about it, it's very collaborative in nature. Yes. And they get a lot of input from their from their cast members and they want to they if somebody has something they're passionate about, they want to put that in the show. Yeah. And, and it's something that I really respect about it. Absolutely. It's so good. It's very artistic. It's a show that um it's a little bit it's a little bit more mature. If you're someone yep. who gets offended by like sex or language or po- politics easily like maybe not the perfect show for you, but if you're someone who wants a, a an artistic kind of smarter comedy, and, and this right is, up your this alley. is not a show that I'd say you just throw on in the background. Nope. Of the shows we're talking about, it has a little more heart than than a typical sitcom. Very much a and story it's, it's based a show, show that yeah. you know you're probably gonna want to watch and pay a little attention to, and really you know get in into the story. Yeah, And absolutely. not like oh, I'm just gonna watch an episode while I'm you know. Doing dishes. Yeah. Um. The other show, and that's on Netflix, as you said. Netflix. Ne- Netflix. Uh, I think it's twenty minute episodes with some yeah, long ones. Yeah. Some inter- long ones. Yeah. The other show that I want to talk about that is the only thing that I would say is similar and it's very different, but Atlanta. Yep. And that. Um, yeah. Donald, that's where I was going to go. Donald Glover's that. comedy that also is not really a comedy also takes bigger swings than probably even Master of None. And I would say so. Uh, yeah. It does things like the. The Teddy Perkins episode, the, yep. the Black Justin Bieber episode. Yeah. It, <laughs> Wild. It, it does things that make no sense. Um, not, the commercial episode uh, is fantastic. The commercial episode, right. The the whatever the the black television episode was, that was yep. the the it, it does things that I just I can't believe that I'm watching at times. And I love it and it's it's definitely not for everybody. But if you like these sort of risk taking smart comedies. It's a show that, again, goes out on limbs, and there's times where Donald Glover's character, Earn, is not in three episodes in a row. Right. And it's a show written and, and created by Donald Glover and his brother Stephen Glover. Um, Hiro Mirai, unbelievable director, directs most of it, and those three kind of create it as a group, and... It just it gets so weird. It's very weird, it, but it's very smart, very, very artistic, very, very, super artistic. There are times where you just like, why is this in a sitcom? Because you'll just have these breathtaking shots, or you'll have. I mean, there was an entire episode this past season that was a horror episode. Yeah, that had 
Donald Glover in whiteface as the as a crazy old season you know, two got really weird. I loved season two. It got really um, weird, but it's really good. It's it's really good, and like to me, if Teddy Perkins was a whole movie that could have been you know an Oscar contender, right? And it, it got Emmys, and it's, it's it was fantastic. Like, but that's technically yeah. a sitcom. Yeah, right. And it, it's a, it's a very weird for the comedy section, it, but it's, it's it's similar right. to Master of None. It's even less comedy than Master of None and more drama. And yeah, um, but it it it's it's it's, it's one it's of those so shows. Good. It will win, it will win comedy Emmys, and you're like, that's that wasn't a funny episode. Yeah, but it's 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 incredibly well made. Similarly to Master of None by Aziz Ansari, you have the this was something that the star in this case, Donald Glover really wanted to make, and it's a passion project. It also goes on his schedule. The cast is incredibly successful now. Lakeith Stanfield, you know, has has really blown up. Donald Glover, obviously, himself is a star. Yeah, it's 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 and, fantastic. Um, it's definitely worth the watch. It, it's an incredible cast. The, the big thing here with uh, Atlanta, again, a little bit longer episodes. I don't think they're twenty minutes. I think they're, think they're, they're closer the, to thirty. I think 30, they're at the thirty to forty minutes. And then, minute then mark. they do the 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 black television episode, the Teddy Perkins episode. Those are almost an hour. Yep. And, but the big thing here is episodes are, are on FX. You have yes. to have F- I, FX. I believe they're FX on Plus. Hulu. At least the second season was on Hulu. Oh, it is. Interesting. So, I don't. Okay. I don't know if the whole season is. Last thing on Atlanta is Brian Tyree Henry's Paperboy is just my favorite. It's, character it's on television a great character because he doesn't have to say anything and just the looks on his face I mean, it's just incredible acting yep all right so i do want to roll through there's a few other comedies that we have here let's roll through them just kind of rapid fire sure. though um 30 rock i, I know sure. you're a big 30 rock love, fan. love 30 rock to me it's 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 if not in the the tier of the parks and rec in the office it's similar style yeah, led, uh, led by lower. Leslie Fay has Tracy Morgan has uh, Tina Fey. Tina, um, yes, yes. Yeah. What, what did I say? Leslie Fay. You combine Leslie Nope, Tina Fey. It's yep, not yeah. Tina Fey. Tina yep. Fey. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Tracy Morgan. Star-studded star cast. Star-studded cast. Great depth. Um, brilliantly dumb. Yeah. And really, really fun. And it's easy to throw on. And it's it's always gonna get a laugh. Yep. And that's a Netflix twenty-minute episode, right? I believe it's on Netflix. Yes. Yep. Uh, I know you're a big fan of Veep. You yeah, I, I wanted to briefly talk, and I was going to go into Barry first, but I'll talk about Veep right now. The the HBO comedies are HBO comedies. The episodes are a little longer. They're full, like, 32 minutes. The humor is going to have a lot more language than anything you're going to get on cable. Um, Veep is an all-time cast of, of really, really funny people just doing really funny things. Right. It's it's a political show about Julie Louis-Dreyfus's character who's a a politician vice president where veep comes from and her political journey just surrounded by people that you'll recognize from things and not remember their names and it's they're just it is so smart and it has one of the final seasons one of my favorite you know final seasons of sitcoms ever i mean because it just it's a show that's like similarly to the these characters are terrible and you know it but like they just get progressively worse just incredible performance by Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Just incredibly smart show that you just, whether you're into politics or not, you just laugh hysterically at the right. at the characters' interactions and just wonderfully written show. Yeah, big thing with big thing with that on HBO. HBO. So, so yep. you have to have HBO yeah. Go or HBO so Now. So I'm, I'm gonna quickly go into the other HBO shows. Yep. Silicon Valley, very similar. Um, I absolutely love that cast as well, um, and their cast. That's hopefully for their sake, getting 
more famous Kumail is now, you know, in movies and that's great for him. It's a, a really just, it's a show about nerds in Silicon Valley that, you know, are trying to make it and it's very, very funny and it makes fun of a lot of the the tech billionaire types and it's characters that are awkward and the interactions are hilarious. It's very vulgar. The language is very offensive at times. And it just, it's its one of those shows, again, HBO, just well-made, well-written, knows what it is. Yep. And just really, really smart. Yeah. And the third of the big HBO shows that you really love is Barry. And and Barry's different. And Barry, again, in the in the same veins as Master of None in Atlanta, it's its Bill Hader's passion project. project. Um, by Alec Burr. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird show. Again, it would be put in the sitcom care category and will be nominated for Emmys for comedies, but it is dark and you have to, yeah. Bill Hader's character is a hitman slash, um, actor and right. he's trying to make it into theater in LA and you get just Henry Winkler, Fonzie is his acting coach, and you just get absolutely hilarity with, with a great cast of, of terrible actors and, and that, and then you also have to go watch him kill people that he's known for his whole life. And yeah. it's, it's the weirdest tone, Weird. tone, tonality of a show that I've watched, and there's an episode this year that was a bottle episode where he has to uh, fight a, a adult karate champion and right, their 10-year-old daughter. Yeah, yeah And it's, it's the weirdest episode of television. To me, it's the best thing created in 2019. It was by far my favorite episode of television this year so far. Um, it's but, just, but that's that's your big three of HBO right yep, there. It's Barry, Veep, yep. and, and Silicon v- Valley. Veep just wrapped up its final season, Silicon Valley going into its final season. Barry just just finished its second season. We don't know where Barry's going. Barry, um, Barry could stop after yeah, three. And again, it it's, it's, it's a show that you know Bill Hader is in, you know, in control of so fantastic those you can watch them all on hbo go or sh- any hbo streaming yeah They're and all then gonna be there. the the last few i wanted to touch on for comedies before we moved in move into the other genres brooklyn 99 you and i both love it love, love uh, it really fantastic. easy to watch strong cast yeah um, very funny very true sitcom sitcomy so uh very easy to understand humor it that's available on is it hulu for for brooklyn 99 Yep, Brooklyn Hulu, Nine-Nine Hulu's, on Hulu. Uh, Brooklyn, Hulu, Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Hulu. Uh, as well, BoJack Horseman. It's one on Netflix. In a different vein from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, very, very smart humor. Something that you have to get through the first few seasons. Yeah, and I, I would also put Big Mouth in that yep. same. Yep, and that's where I was going to go there. Those two are both very, they're animated ones, so they're a little bit different it's from animated, the other ones. animated shows created by smart people with really good casts of, yes. of famous people yep. doing voices. And then uh, the last one I wanted to throw in there, a little bit different, uh, Scrubs. Oh, uh, Scrubs, fantastic. Yep, you and I both love Scrubs. Uh, Scrubs is a show about these group of doctors. Well, they're not doctors yet. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're um, soon it, to be doctors, becoming doctors. It's, 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 Scrubs is an incredible show. It's very has good. has some low lows at the end, but I, I really, really love it. It's a show that I could throw on and just keep on for days. Yep. Um, the last show I want to talk about, Good Place. Yeah, um, okay. High concept sitcom with really funny people created by Michael Schur, who, again, has his hand in Brooklyn Nine-Nine and a lot of these kind of NBC sitcoms. Kristen Bell is the lead, and Ted Danson is her co-star. It's just really funny people in a weird high-concept world. It's going into its final season. Highly recommend that for anyone that likes a little, you know, 
higher thinking humor stuff. All right, yeah. Uh, so this is what we've got for comedies. Uh, we're, we're putting this in in post. We actually we ended up going long, so what we're doing is we're splitting it up. This episode will be the comedy episode of your binge-watching dreams and goals, everything you could ever want in your comedies. We'll have a separate release for all the dramas. It was just we were going to ha- be having like a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour podcast otherwise. We're like, all right, let's, let's just split this up into two different parts, make it a little bit more manageable, give it something that the people can actually chew on. But... Uh, Nick, still with me here. Let's just go through just some other final thoughts that we had on on, on comedies and, and the way people that they can watch comedies and enjoy some of these comedies that we just referred to. Just kind of final thoughts wrap up here. Yeah, I think it's just try new things. Some of these shows are a little weirder. Some of them are different. Um, just try it. Try new things. There's a lot of great comedies, especially I know there's a lot of people that love The Office yep. and haven't necessarily watched other comedies. The and Friends, like and, you said. Right, it's often, awesome, but the, specifically the people that love The Office, there's a lot of shows that were made by the writers and creators of The Office that are very similar in tone and, and comedy that you may not have watched yet, and they're really, really well-made shows. So if you like The Office, I think you're going to like Parks and Rec. Yeah. You, you're going to like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Good Place. You're going to, you know, to a lesser extent, Community. There's there's a lot of really well-made television out there. I love when people talk to me about it It's because I love when people try new things, and that's something that I know we've talked about a lot recently because you've been getting into new shows. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, if you like Seinfeld, watch Curb. Curb Your Enthusiasm is a show we didn't talk about. It's Larry David playing Larry David, who's basically George Costanza's based off of it's it's R-rated Seinfeld. Yeah. You know, it's not for everybody, but if you like Seinfeld, you're probably going to like it. Try these things. Try these shows out. Try other senses of humor. There's a, a Again, the HBO comedies aren't as popular. But, um, I mean, cause everybody they watches, hit hard. Everybody, they wa- everybody watches Game of Thrones. Not everybody goes just perusing through HBO Go for, for sitcoms, but... Silicon Valley and Veep are just incredibly funny comedies with incredibly funny people, you know, on every every character. And again, Barry's just a, a dark, deep comedy. Atlanta and Master of None. Try these shows that are a little different. Those shows that are willing to try different things. I appreciate that, and I I think a lot of people would when they give them a chance. Yeah, and uh, what one other thing I do want to just touch on here. There's a few shows that are pretty popular we didn't talk about, and I think that was for reason. Uh. We didn't mention Friends. Look, I know there's a lot of people out here that are probably, they love Friends, that's their show, they vibe for Ross and Rachel. Here's where, I don't know where you're at on this, Nick, but here's kind of where I stand. There's just better TV than Friends. Yeah, I, I and, have no issue. And we, we want you guys to, to get the funniest, best television that's yeah. out there. And look, it's just Friends isn't it. Uh, like, if you want that style of show, I think How I Met Your Mother is going to be better for you. I think that even going the other way, you can go with a Cheers, which is going to be a better, funnier TV show. I think that if you like that, you can roll with something more like Parks and Rec or The Office, yeah, and it's going to be to, more to enjoyable. To me, Friends, just better. Friends is very cliched. It's very tropey. It's a character. Or it's a show that the characters are very predictable. I could watch three minutes and tell you what's going to happen the rest of the episode. Yep. It's, it's not a bad show. It's, it's mindless, and it's what some people want. My brother-in-law from Brazil watched it to learn English because it's a very basic show. Yes, right? absolutely. You can't watch Seinfeld or The Office and to learn English because it's creating its own vocabulary. It's, yep. And it's, it's Friends is a show that's very simple. It's not, there's not a problem with simple, but it's not what I want for my television. I do agree with you. There's a lot. If you want the, the he said, she said from, 
friends, go watch The Office because yeah. Jim and Pam is better. Yeah, it, it just is. The, and there, there's a lot of, of variations that take what friends do and turn them up. And I think How I Met Your Mother, which, again, is flawed, but it does. It's Friends it, Plus. It, it, it really does, is It does just things that plus. are much funnier than Friends had the, you know, the willingness to do. And again, Friends is important in its place in sitcom history without a doubt. But to me, it's not a show I ever want to watch and just no, sit down. It's, and I, it, I, there's I think, just, there is better TV out there for and, you than Friends. And, and if, that's, that's you, really what, why we didn't talk about it. If you want to watch Friends, that's okay. To me, instead of rewatching it, go try one of these other shows we talked about. Go try something else, and I guarantee you, you're going to find it funnier. Like, Friends has its cult following, and I get it. But I'm just telling you, the cult followings for these other shows are better for a reason. Like, people vibe for... Like, if you are a cult follower, you love every little part of Friends... If you want to be part of that cult, like go dip into a community. It's just it's going to be better TV for you. Another show we didn't talk about that a lot of people really love. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. People love that show. Uh, the reason I I don't know why you didn't bring it up, Nick. For me personally, I just don't think it's that funny. I it's just not my style of humor. Uh, there's a lot of people who really love that show though. Yeah, not uh, not my favorite show. Um, if I it's just not what I'm looking for. If I want a sp- if I want one episode of television that I just think is going to be really funny, I'd rather go to Community or Arrested Development. Yeah. That being said, I think there's a place for for Always Sunny. It's another show that you know has funny people in it, and it's people that I think are going to be pretty successful on their own or have been successful on their own. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's definitely not my favorite, but it's a, it's an enjoyable thing if it's on in the background for me. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's where I'm at with it as well. Um, it's just it's not it's not my type of show. It's just where it's at. Uh, another one we didn't talk about that '70s show. Sure. I I really do like that '70s show. Is very good. Uh, it is very very niche. It just it is what it is. One episode is pretty much going to be all the episodes. It's definitely good if you haven't seen it. It's worth watching through. But it's uh, I don't know. It's one that I didn't feel like it was uh, worth bringing up just two, because it's not very smart. It's two, not very mature. Two, humor. Right. And two shows I want to talk about along that same vein are. Modern Family, which I really liked yep. at the beginning run, and it's just gone on too long. One Emmys it didn't deserve, and it, it's I think it's still going. I think it's wrapping up. I think so. I think um, it's just big, one episode. Big Bang the Theory, another show that I've just I hate the Big Bang. Um, so I uh, I wanted to save that for last, okay. but you brought it up. So the Big Bang Theory. If you're someone who has, if you're someone who likes the Big Bang Theory, like uh, let it, let us. I guess we should have prefaced this, but we're gonna, we're making these statements. Look, if you like the Big Bang Theory, watch the Big Bang Theory. That's your show. Here's my stance on the Big Bang Theory. I hate the Big Bang Theory. The entire concept of let's laugh at these guys because they're smart and nerdy and smart and nerdy people are funny. It's like kind of offensive and not in a funny way. Like you can do offensive and be funny. I don't think they, they do it well at all. I think that it's dorky. I think it's framed in a bad light. And I think the humor in there just isn't that good. I'm not into the catchphrase comedy in that show like yeah, the bazinga, bazinga is yeah. just not and it's, funny to me, to me it's it's very it's very surface level humor it's At it's best yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> it's the, again predictable in the way that i i don't like and you're right it's it's cliched and it's it's treatment of its characters um people really like it and that's good for them i mean maybe if i if you really like science you think that stuff is funnier than than i do i don't know but and that's the thing is it's not I'm not, a, I'm not sure who it's, it's made not for. a it's not a hey like if you're really into science we're going to make a bunch of jokes that are really smart about science it's a hey let's laugh at how nerdy these people are like it's a show that for me is i without being like too rude here it's just a show that's made for people that that don't have that that self-awareness of hey 
people and all do their own things. Well, the bo- and the someone bottom being line, different isn't necessarily the bottom funny. line is you and I have very similar senses of humor, right? Where we like this this higher thinking, deeper, you know, jokes that hit, and then you're still thinking about them because you realize something else a couple minutes later. And these shows, these or like a show like to me, Veep has that more than anything, where you're getting a throwaway line that's just hysterical. Yeah, and we're not gonna just sit around waiting for punchlines and Big Bang Theory is that. Yes. It's a show that is gonna, you know, one character's making fun of another in a very predictable way or, you know, they're setting up a clear, you know, the joke structure is very basic and it's very, you know. Plus, the other thing, that we, we didn't talk about this, the laugh tracks. I'm I'm not anti-laugh track, but the laugh tracks on that show in particular are bad. Well, the, right? the There's thing shows is that, that do it well and shows yeah, that do it poorly. Um, that show does we, it very I could poorly. go deeper into like the way that you know, certain sitcoms are shot or filmed, but yeah, it's to me a show like that when it's not funny. I always felt this way about Two and a Half Men. Yeah, I agree. Where same thing where they're playing up the joke, so they're setting something up so high, and the laugh track's gonna hit on the punchline. Right. And when you don't find the punchline funny, it's just annoying. It's just weird and, and awkward. And yeah. Big Bang Theory has that same kind of a vibe where it's all the same. I feel like if you've seen one episode, you've seen it all. Yep. And look, and again, if that's your show. All the power to you. You do your thing. You do what you love and enjoy. But uh, for us, it's just—it's a show that we didn't find very bingeable. It's—I don't think it's a show that you can watch twenty episodes over a week of. Uh, and then I—I uh, I guess lastly, the only other thing I'd say is go watch Cougar Town. Uh, well, watch Community and then go watch Cougar Town. Sure. So and then uh, then you'll understand. Uh, it's actually some pretty solid television. But that's what we've got for this one. I know earlier in the podcast we, we alluded to doing some drama stuff. We're splitting it into, into separate podcasts here. So uh, stay tuned. If you're someone who loves dramas, if you are into the Law and Orders, if you are into the... Uh, the, the what, what's, the, what's the doctor one everyone always watches? ER? No, not Grey's ER. Grey's Anatomy? Grey's Anatomy. Everyone loves... I haven't seen Grey's Anatomy, so I don't actually know. Uh, but if you're into the Law and Order, if you're into the Grey's Anatomy, if you love Game of Thrones, if you watched through our Game of thrones podcasts you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that one we're going to break down all the great comedies that are out there for you to watch and enjoy so stay tuned in the meantime though go back through listen to these listen to these shows we were talking about we started pretty simple because if you're someone who hasn't seen the office you have to see the office it is the office at this point is a staple of just pop culture it is everyone makes references to the office everyone makes references to seinfeld everyone makes references to these shows but uh get into some of those deeper shows if you're someone who 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 likes a little bit deeper level of comedy, if you want to get into some of those other things. Definitely go check those out that we were talking about. But uh, as for now, that's what we've got for comedies. Love you all so much. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. We had a bunch of fun recording it. And stay tuned for the future binge-watching guide podcast that we have. Love you all. Bye-bye.